guys, welcome back to another episode of Somewhere of the Trash Can. Today we are talking about media, so like TV shows, movies, that kind of deal. I'm Daniel, he, him. Uh, I'm Nicole Sheher. I'm Harley, they, them. Actually, right before we dive into the episode, a couple of audio-related things. First off, hopefully this is the last episode where we have really awful audio quality. Yeah. Um, like and secondly, time. we have extra doggers in the house right now. So the miscellaneous barking noises won't be happening in future episodes either. We're recording on a laptop microphone right now. Like, it's not ideal. We know how bad it is. And the only microphone that I have at home that works well with this just, like, doesn't seem to be compatible with the laptop. Yeah. So we are looking into other audio options. And hopefully those are implemented by next week. So... Alright, now, now we're actually going to start talking about media. So our first topic is about movies. Favorite and least favorite movies. Go. And associated tangents. And yes. associated tangents. That's true. Okay. Um, I think my favorite movie is The Italian Job, but with the one with Mark Wahlberg. I don't remember exactly when it came out, but that one. That one's pretty great. Um, quick plot summary is... A group of guys steal a bunch of gold, except one of the guys steals it from the group and kills one of, like, the old guys in, like, the group. Several years later, they're in L.A. The original group, minus the guy who stole the gold, recruits the guy who died's daughter, and they it, they try to re-steal the gold from the guy who originally stole it. Nice. All right, Harley, do you want to go? Um, I, for one, am a Disney fan. I just I just like Disney movies, okay. So my favorite is probably either Mulan or the Aristocats. Ooh, probably which, which, the Aristocats. Uh, which the Mulan? Mulan. The yeah, thank Mulan. you. I uh, nothing will ever top those songs. God, I love them. Quick tangent about Mulan. I didn't like the new one as much. Um, I really liked how they showed that. I liked how Mulan was like very new to the whole military thing. Like, she wasn't a good fighter until she was like, okay, I'm, I've literally just got sent home. I need to actually, like, really work on this and, like, focus. But in the new one, they she's just, like, already, like, a really trained fighter. Yeah. And, and she, like, rides her horse every day. Like, in the old Mulan, the narrative is a lot better with the whole... She's literally knows that she might not come back because she's sacrificing her life for her dad. And then there's a the whole, like, societal pressure to be, you know, proper woman. And because you can see that she's been trying her whole life. And then the new Mulan is just like her parents just let her run around for as long as, however long she did. And they were like, okay, uh, I guess you have to be a bride now. And also, yeah. you're a trained fighter, so definitely don't sneak off and join the army. Yeah, I thought, I thought that the first, that the old one, also it was funnier, like, I'm sorry, but... You, you can't beat Mushu and the little, um, be like, beetle. <gasps> cricket. It's I'm a sorry. cricket. Sorry, the cricket. How dare you. Uh, I'm always very indecisive, and if you ask me to pick favorites, I will never be able to. So I will, like, rattle off a list of movies that I think are very good. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I will rant about this movie for eons. Just so many things about it. Like, the narrative is cool. Uh, the music is incredible, and there's so many, like, Easter eggs. Like, the actual music, like, the hi-hat 
in the drums is actually like an audio recording of someone using a can of spray paint because Miles is a graffiti artist. <gasps> I never realized that. Like I never realized that. Oh, it's just that's like so cool. Uh, and there's just so many little Easter eggs that didn't have to be there, but the production team like put it in there because it, they wanted to, and it, it was like a work of passion. It wasn't a money grab. It was just like they made that movie because they loved the idea and they wanted to, and also Miles is hot. <laughs> I didn't like the plot as much. I didn't like the idea of there being Spider-Man in other like universes, because that just, the idea of having like like different timelines just is really weird in my head and it doesn't really make a ton of sense but I do agree I really like the animation style right and just the vibrancy and color that was in every shot was gorgeous and Peter B. Parker is a mood (laughs) I really liked the human aspects of it like I'm gonna agree with you I do think it was definitely a work of passion like Mm -hmm. there's love in every frame like you can just tell what was thought into like the lighting of every scene the animation style what colors are going to be used like they put a ton of effort into his artwork and like he's also he's a he's an awkward teenage guy he's not gonna be smooth Mm -hmm. what else I was thinking of some other movies. Oh, Young Frankenstein. It's like 1970s, I think. It's an old, like, um, comedy flick. And it's very funny. I remember some very good uh, moments from that. But then again, I did watch it, like, a couple of years ago. And I don't remember that much. Lord of the Rings. I will die on this hill. Lord of the Rings is good. Yes! Yes! Uh, the Pixar movie Soul. Some of it was kind of contrived, but it was also really pretty, and it had a great mood, like a message. Okay, I'm gonna be back. I cried when I watched it. I cry at every Pixar movie. Grain of salt, I am a white person. But I would like to say, I loved how different it was from other Pixar movies. Mm -hmm. It was so introspective. It wasn't, it was emotional and, like, it wasn't emotional in the way, like, you cry over this character is dead, or this character has a sad backstory. It makes you cry because you you look into yourself and you see what makes life beautiful. It's a different kind of like emotional and moving yeah. film. And I loved how every person was completely different than everybody around them. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I was watching the Inside Pixar, I think what's what it's called, but like they were like just these little like videos about various things that happen at Pixar, and one of them was on character design, or something along those lines, and it dealt a lot with caricatures, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, people in Pixar movies aren't realistically, like, proportional, Mm -hmm. because often, if everybody was realistically proportional, even with various body types, their characters sometimes needed them in different ways, so, like, I really liked how, especially in Soul, you can see how every character has a different shape, has a different, like, color palette. Like, there's so many just, like, little things in it. Also, the animation is so pretty. There's that scene where he's playing the piano, and then he, like, goes into the zone. And it's such a pretty scene, and also the music is great. Yeah, I cried at the part where they were showing how, like, all those historical figures that we look up to and whatnot, how all their words affected 
like the whole like you will never be enough sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I cried like a I, like, baby. Okay, I've like, been like taking bawling. This conversation. Speaking of crying, nope. Coco. I liked it, but not as much as I liked. Soul. I didn't really. I like. I I thought it was really good because the message of family was different. Um, but I think that the part that hit me the hardest was when that one guy just faded from memory. Ooh, that one hit deep. Because it literally was like, what what does happen when you die? Like you're. Mm-hmm. I think that one just hit too close to home for me. It's like no, I have also, anxiety. Also, back I'm not to weird connection, uh-huh. but to Hamilton. We wouldn't know about history if history wasn't written down, which is why so many perspectives die, especially in U.S. culture, mm-hmm. because we only remember the victors. But because right. but because I Eliza worked so hard to keep Hamilton's story alive, it's the reason that we have Hamilton. And what happens when you don't have somebody telling your story? Yeah. I think... You fade from existence, and then you're just like gone. This is not the time for depressing takes on life, Nicole. I love you dearly, but... No, I think it is a fun time. I'm going to cry. Okay, me too, but I I credit the useless part in Coco where... Not useless part. Uh, I credit the part where I'm so sorry, I'm blinking out the main character's name. Oh, um, Miguel? Yeah, when Miguel gets, like, chased out of his home for liking music. And I cried like a child. I, I, I was when, a child. Give I me a cried break. when he found out that the guy that he thought was like his grandpa. There were like actual was, tears. In the movie cool. theater. I was in the movie theater with my cousins because we watched it on a road trip and I just... I will say, as a person who's pretty close to their like Latino heritage, they did a surprisingly good job. Like... Huh. You know, for a team that... Of mostly it's white people. Disney, okay? They don't have a track record of being very, like... Pocahontas! <coughs> yeah, they don't... <coughs> I agree. They don't really have a track record of being, like, very accurate when it comes to portrayals of different cultures, but they did a really good job. Like, I'm not kidding. It was very accurate. From what I remember, the team, like, actually went to Mexico, and the animators lived there for, like, a couple of years That's just good. to soak in the Ooh. culture. That's... You, okay, yeah. that, that, I like that. Because so many people, if you only travel to a place on a vacation, you literally only see the tourism side unless you specifically right. plan to, like, live in a local area that is away from tourism. Right. Yeah, I honestly, I am really liking some of the new Pixar movies, just, I think that they're really well done. Also, I loved Luca so much. I haven't seen it. I we need to watch it, it sometime. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It was such a heartwarming story. And, like, there's no actual, like, there's no, like, love plot line, like, romance subplot it's implied but they don't do anything with it which is i think one of the best ways to do it but the thing is is there's like okay so instagram at least the section of instagram that i have migrated into is ships luca and alberto absolutely (laughs) more than they ship luca and julia which i think is the if there's any implied romance in the actual movie it's between them two but it only is stems from luca's love of like learning Oh, and Luca Alberto are definitely a gay couple. You exactly. Oh, yeah. Otherwise. You cannot. No. It's Disney. They're <laughs> back, back at, at, they're back at the queer baiting again. No. Well, but anyway. 
I really liked it, but it was definitely a more heartwarming story because at the... Actually, I'm not even going to say it because... Spoilers. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. I'm not going to say what I was about to say. But yeah, I really liked it. Alright, I think we've pretty much covered a decent amount of movies that we do like. Anybody have any other contributions? Mm. We should um, do least favorite movies. Yes! I was about to bring that up. List. I was going to say, if we're all done with favorite, can we move oh. on to least favorite? Aristocats? Just like in general, I love it so much. I grew up on that movie. Good lord, it's... I need to watch it. You Harley is giving me a best stare. I have See? never watched Aristocats. You, you, ah. <laughs> what? You haven't... I'm adding it to the movie night list. <laughs> okay, so our like least favorite movie should be grouped into hot takes, as in like popular movies that we don't like, and... Just general bad movies. Yeah. Hot take, Hercules is a horrible movie. No. Please don't hit no. me. No, Mm-mm. I I do not accept Hercules slander. Is it extraordinarily inaccurate? Yes, but is it a great movie? Absolutely. So we watched Iconic. the movie I Am Mother, which like started out really interesting because like the whole premise is that all of humanity has been like killed off because of their own stupid decisions, and then so there's this robot who's named Mother, and she basically grows the embryo and just like raises her as her own daughter. And it's, like, a really sweet, heartwarming bit. And then the daughter finds out because this lady breaks in and is like, hey, I'm another human. And the daughter's like, no, I'm the only human alive because that's what she's been told. Um, quick spoiler alert. If you are wanting to see the film I Am Mother, then skip ahead a couple seconds, probably a minute at most. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, future note, I'll keep this in. Uh, in editing, I will put in, like, how many seconds ahead you should skip. Nice. But generally, and I'll put like it, buffer a, time. It's a bad movie, so just listen. To this yeah. Movie. Okay, so it's like pretty much exactly three minutes ahead. If you want to skip to like a specific timestamp, probably like seventeen oh five. So, and then she finds out that she's not the first child because the lady's like the mother is like, "Hey, I'm gonna like take this lady away, and I want to kill her, but I'm I'm implying that I want to kill her, but I'm not actually because I'm like a good mother and whatnot, and you asked me for it for your birthday present or whatever, and so." And so both the lady and mother are like, this person is dangerous and trying to lead you astray. She's going to kill you. So it's like super conflicting because the part, the only good part I thought was that like, it was the thing that got to me was because like not knowing who to trust. Mm-hmm. And then also there was the whole thing where she found out she was not the first child that mother had raised because she found like the places... Because Mother gave her, like, standardized tests periodically, and, like, she always did amazing, but she found the other kids' test scores, and if they failed, they, the Mother killed them and then cremated them. And she found bones in the little cremation thing. And so, that was a thing. So now she doesn't trust Mother, so she goes and she runs away with the lady, except there are, like, war robots everywhere, and, like, other robots that have taken over the world. And so... While she's gone, I think, it's been a hot second, so Nicole, correct me if I'm wrong, Mother puts another little embryo fetus thing in there. Mm, no, the main character for her oh, no, birthday asked for a sister. That's what it was. And then Mother tries to steal the sister. Except, it was a brother. Or brother? I don't know. A, a child. A and, but sister, but the older sister, the, the main character is like, Daughter. wait, no. And then takes the fetus, the embryo. It's not even the fetus yet, it's an embryo. 
And then I don't remember how it ends. I have bad memories oh, regarding I do. the movie, so, so I, I didn't. Lady like much. I can't remember if the lady really like betrays her or something, but something makes her go back and get her brother. Oh, that's what it was. The lady wouldn't let her go back and get her brother because he was like being created and born like now-ish. And so she's like, I need to go back and get my brother. And the lady's like, no, deal with it. So she... Uh, I can't remember. I anyway. Think, honestly, I'm pretty sure that that's, that's the important part. I don't know. No, there's more. Because she goes back and then she's like, tries to kill mother. And she's standing there holding her brother and like an axe, which like, girl boss. If I were saying hello. And then mother's like, hey, just like, let me raise this child with you, daughter. We could be a family again. And then she's like... No. And then I think there's at some point there's a scene where mother's talking to the lady who's been abandoned by daughter and she's like, you'll never win or whatever. This is like really out of order. So just ignore how bad I am at talking. And then she like deactivates mother with mother's consent and raises her brother. Oh yeah, I remember that. I did not like the ending. It was so anticlimactic. Alright, well anyway, case in point, it's an awful movie. Just don't waste your time. I didn't like it. All right, Daniel, what do you have to say about the favorite movie discussion? Not a hot take, but Shrek 3. I don't remember what Shrek that is. I haven't seen any of the Shrek movies. Too many Shrek movies. There were too many Shrek movies. Also not a hot take, but Cars 2. Cars 2 is bad. I saw like half the first Cars movie and I hated it. Um, okay, this is kind of a hot take. Pitch Perfect should have only had one seat. Like, one sequel, if that. But... Pitch Perfect 1 by itself, I think was pretty good. It wasn't really good, but it wasn't bad. Pitch Perfect 2 was okay, but apparently Pitch Perfect 3 was not. And it was just kind of like grasping at straws for a plot. Um, Toy Story 4, I didn't like the ending to. I don't like any of the Toy Story movies. You haven't seen I've seen like clips. That doesn't really count. Yeah, that doesn't really count. Well, I thought that it was like... I saw it was the hard of when they were like being thrown into the furnace, and I was like, "What? No, never watching these oh, ever." I, don't know. I thought that the ending to four was heartfelt, but did feel a little bit out of place. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the right ending, I think. No. Um, I haven't really watched that many bad movies because every time we went to the movie theater, we'd like pick something that we knew was good. Mm-hmm. Actually. Uh, some of the newer Star Wars movies. I don't like, I don't like the new trilogy. God, I don't like it either. The only good thing to come out of that trilogy was the Storm Pilot ship. Hmm? Finn and Poe. Yeah, alright. Um, the part that I hated the most was the kiss between Kylo and Ren. He is so toxic and disgusting! the fact that it, it almost felt like incest. Cause like... Here's what, okay, quick tangent. So Kylo is obviously the son of Leia and Han, right? But then at the very end of the last movie, post kiss, but anyway, Ren, or it is Ren, right? Yeah, I'm not Kylo making Ren. that in. No, 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 no. Um, Just call him Ro. Ro. Is it Ro? Oh. Ro? No. Ray. Ray. That's what it is. <laughs> Ray. Ray is like Ray. the guy, she, like somebody's giving her a package and she says her name is Ray Skywalker. And that's the part that missed that made it feel even worse. Because that's obviously a connection to Luke, who is Leia's brother. 
So the yeah. whole like I just really grasping whole... at straws between a romance between Kylo and Rey he just should've... felt so incest. He should have died. <laughs> like Did literally one kiss and like being like, hey, we're like soulmates or whatever against your better judgment does not make up for the fact that he killed like a lot of people and is just overall a really toxic person. Right. It's like, no, no, he can die. Ray is, Ray seems chill. Okay. I love Ratatouille. But there's a scene where Waluigi, <laughs> where Linguini, what? <laughs> uh, where Linguini is like talking to um, Colette. Yeah, Colette. Where uh, Linguini's talking to Colette, and Colette is like obviously uncomfortable because the the whole time Linguini is like fumbling over his words. And oh, is that when he's trying to talk to like? say that he's not actually a good cook, it's just Remy. Yeah. And then and he then, says, I have this small oh. little... And Colette just looks dead. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Uh, but then, like, Colette is obviously uncomfortable because she is, like, reaching for the mace in her purse. And then Remy does, like... The jerk forward and they just... Oh, okay. That's disgusting, okay? I, I love thought, the movie, but I, I hate thought, that so much. I have a oh, thought, no, I but I have to bring too. this... I'm, I'm going to bring it up later when we talk about, like, just tropes oh that God. we absolutely I despise. Like, kisses the golden shark. I've never seen Ratatouille. All right. Um, is that everything for movies? Do we think that that's pretty much good? Uh, if you gave me more time, I could think about it, but, like... Nothing's immediately coming to mind because I haven't seen that movie. Pocahontas is incredibly historically inaccurate. Mm. I watched it yeah. and oh my god. The, the only whole good... time I was like sitting there with a knife in my hands, I was like, no, the only song no, the... wrong. So we've decided to switch the conversation from just movies to TV shows. Um, and I guess I'm going first. Uh, Gravity Falls. <gasps> so good. Never so seen good. that. So good. Mm. Amazing. You need to watch. Do you have Disney Plus? Yes. Okay. Don't you like talk about it first. I'll I chime in occasionally. Don't have time for TV. I am okay. Aggressively overworked right now. That's fair. Um, just sometime when you have time, watch it. It's like forty episodes long. It's like really short, but the amount of content they managed to pack it in there while like still having some episodes that feel lighthearted but have. I saw Deeper. something about a triangle named Bill. Like yes. Bill's over. Yeah. Is he angry? Yes. Is he mad? Is yes. he okay? He's a very pissy triangle. <laughs> no, okay. but yes. honestly, just the amount of planning that went into each episode and the character development is iconic. Um, all of the struggles, like, are so 12-year-olds because the main two characters are 12-year-olds, but, like, it feels so good. And also, it never... It's not a TV show that got stretched on for too long that it became irrelevant. It's so sweet and nice, and it's two seasons, and it's it's glorious. Okay, Daniel, keep talking. Also, Alex Hirsch is a great person. So if you haven't seen Gravity Falls, go watch it if you have time, like right now. It's a great show. It's short. It's sweet. Um, it's just so good. There's so much character development that they managed to put in there in such a short time. All of the characters, if they're even if they're not like likable, they're good characters at heart. Um... It's a great show, the conflict is great, the animation is... it's good. Um, uh, I don't know, the intro is a banger. Mm -hmm. uh, and it has, like, 
the main thing about Gravity Falls is the story and the humor. Yeah. It's a, it's a really funny show, just constantly, all the time. It's, like, very witty, I think. Um, and then the fact that it manages to weave in these subplots into every episode... Like, Without distracting from the main story. Yeah, like, there's a time traveler. This It won't include any spoilers, but there's a, tri- there's a time traveler that shows up, like, late in the... Um, First season. Yeah. And you can see him, like, occasionally just, like, walking around in the background earlier. Mm-hmm. And also he pops up in later episodes and it just ties everything together. Um, are you good if I kind of cut in? Sure. I am not going to go very in-depth. So I pretty much watch like the same like four TV shows just on repeat. <laughs> so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go very in-depth into any of them, but I'm going to give just kind of short, hopefully short reasons why I like them so much. One, the Owl House, they're witches. Do I really have to explain more? But also it just has really good plot. The first season is a little bit slow, but the second season, which is currently being released, is like really good. Um second, Avatar the Last Airbender. Um, amazing animation. There are only, like, one or two bad episodes in the entire three-season show. Amazing plot. Gorgeous music. So, the characters are very well-developed. And, like, all of the... Because it's mostly based on, like, Asian cultures, you can tell that there was research done and, like, put into it. Um, Like, amazing... Iconic. The sequel series to that, The Legend of Korra... First season is a little bit slow, but pretty good. Second season is absolutely awful, but is still worth watching. Um, The third season is really good. Fourth season is also really good. Um, Same good qualities as Avatar The Last Airbender, um, I would say. The world building is a little bit worse, but I really like um, the main, like, two main characters. I really like that kind of group, so watch that one as well. Um, The Good Place, I can't spoil it, but really good characters. They're all really funny. The, like, dumb, stupid guy is dumb and stupid, but also you don't, like, you actually really enjoy his presence. Um, good plot, good characters, good, like, world building. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. Lucifer, I'm currently watching, but I really do like it. Some of the episodes are just downright weird, but it's still a pretty good show. I would recommend that one as well. I think that's it. Alright. I don't <laughs> um, watch, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You go can ahead. go. So I don't watch that much reality TV. I don't watch that much live action TV. I mean, unless you count the news, but like I, that doesn't really count. Um. So my dad watched Voltron growing up, and then you know the reboot. I watched all eight seasons. It's been like almost a year. That show was like my entire like. 12 to 14 year old life. I love it so much. Anyway, just like in general. Right. It's funny. Is that pretty much nice TV animation. Shows? Are there any Good TV quality. shows that we hate? Because I feel like you just don't watch TV shows that you don't like. You stop watching it. I would like to say really fast this is going to get me. This is a hot take. I don't like The Office. Because I think that Michael Scott is really insensitive, and that's where almost all of the show's humor comes from. I think that... I I just... I feel like so much of it stems from his hatred of various characters and his appropriation of various, like, cultures, and the fact that he just 
oh, he's like so funny, ha ha ha, he messes up and says mean things, but he doesn't mean it. Like, no, it just makes me uncomfortable. Uh, I have not watched TV in a very long time, like on the television, because, uh, I don't watch that many shows, I'm gonna be honest, I really don't, I don't know what it is, I have to be in a very specific mood to start yeah. watching a show, because then I start, like, binge-watching it, <laughs> non-stop. Yeah. I've never seen a lot of popular shows, I've never watched most reality TV. Reality TV is garbage, don't watch it. There's some things that are good, but then there are other things that are, like, really bad, like the... Say yes to the dress. Oh, my God. Um... Oh, my God. I remember when I was a kid, I watched so much Food Network. Food Network. I food grew up on Food Network. Network. Oh, my God. I know I already said it in the childhood Anytime. episode, but I absolutely... I grew up on Food Network. Anytime oh, I we really go watch to a now, hotel, it's, so it's always the channel. The TV is always on. Sometimes it's muted. It's either HGTV or Food Network. Okay, Food Network Do you have any TV so shows great. that you don't like? Mm, no. All right. I agree with you about The Office. Yeah. Never watched it. <laughs> I don't. It's really not that good. Alright, I think that's pretty much it for the TV section. So next... Sorry, edit that out, please. We love you, Daniel. So next we're going to be talking about... Do, 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 tropes we like and tropes we don't like. Starting with the Tropes and cliches. But cliches, yes. too, yeah. So, my personal ones. This might just be me. I hate watching characters like make mistakes or mess up on screen and then you know there's gonna be consequences for like really bad consequences for later. I or, hate like it. watching them make stupid decisions. And then you cringe because the secondhand embarrassment is just so yes. And you're in oh my god, whenever I'm reading a book and that happens, I physically have to close the book because I just cannot keep reading. And sometimes if I'm watching a TV show or a movie, I have to skip forward because I just will not watch a part if I'm cringing that bad at so it. So there's also when people make, like, racist or sexist or homophobic or transphobic jokes or, like, anything along that line, and it's used, it's just, like, brushed off as, like, the characterization or something. And my personal enemy, abuse being romanticized. Mm. I want I to it. hit it with a hammer. I hate it so much. Especially the ones where it's like, this girl is so protective of her boyfriend, she slaps him when he talks to other girls, and it's like, that's, like, Oh my no. god, she's so loyal. No. 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 Mm -hmm. No. That's so bad. That I made my boyfriend a bunch of t-shirts with my face on it that says, girls, stay away. He's mine. It's like, no. Oh my god. You are each your own person. That I you are in a relationship with each other. And also, like, guys leading in for the kiss. That's what I'm about to go there. Okay, so one of my personal absolute hatreds are when there's a guy and a girl talking. You can kind of feel, okay, this is going to be some sort of romantic scene. But usually they're not talking about romance unless the girl is saying, okay, but this like isn't really a good time for me right now. Like, I've got a lot of things on my mind. Or if they're arguing. Or if they're arguing over something that has something to do with their relationship, but it's not. it's usually not romantic. And the guy just leans in and shuts her up by kissing her. No. Mm -mm. No. Just don't. No. It's not romantic. It's not. It's not it's pretty. Creepy. It's creepy as heck. Don't ever do that. Please you don't. Might have touched on that during the consent episode. It's like no, that's. Oh, you're basically so telling her that her opinion, or just like anyone that you try and like shut up by kissing them, you're telling them that your opinion, that their opinion does not matter, and you're using like 
love and intimacy as a tool against them. Don't do it. Yeah. Not and cool. it's so romanticized in Hollywood as being, oh my god, he loves her so much. Like, all she need, all the girl needs to do is be reminded of their love. No, it's yeah. just creepy. I've never seen it flipped. Has, any, has anybody ever seen it flipped where the girl leans in? No. Guys being strong guys and masculinity and never being allowed to cry. <laughs> Alright, and then my other, no. my other hated one is so repeated. It's the makeover trope. <laughs> when a girl is nerdy. Right, she's nerdy, but she likes the hot jock. And so she teams up with the popular girls and she gets her little makeover where she always loses her glasses and straightens her hair. And gets like a designer wardrobe. I'm looking at you, Princess Diaries. Okay, two um, things. And then suddenly the hot guy notices her because she's like conventionally attractive. Oh, now. and then there's also the one where there's like this like I'm a tomboy because I learned all these skills from my brothers because I was like the youngest of Pick six me girl, kids. pick me girl, pick me girl. And then there was also and then like she has to dress up for like some secret spy event, so she she walks down the stairs. This is oddly specific, I know. <sighs> but she walks downstairs in, like, a short skirt or whatever, and the guys are all, like, drooling over her. Yes, like, no. I hate that. Especially if she's, like, very clearly uncomfortable in that outfit. Yes. Okay, two things. Uh, one, a very cool Christmas slash uh, too cool for Christmas. Uh, two Christmas movies, they're the exact same plot, except one was released in Canada and has a gay couple as the parents. And one was released in the U.S. and had a stray couple as the parents. Cause, ah, homophobia. Hashtag Merka. And Mall Santa gets a makeover and becomes Hot Santa. Oh, no. Um, what? <laughs> also, Cloudy, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs has the flip of the trope. Like, where the female character, the love interest, puts up their hair uh, in the bun or whatever, like, puts on the glasses. Hmm. Which oh. I think is interesting. Yeah, but still, I hate anywhere. I just hate that trope in general. Alright, now to flip into ones that we do like. Uh, enemies to lovers when it is done correctly. Like, when it's a girl, or... Actually, no. I really like it when it's used in LGBTQ plus things, because it's actually, like, done well, and it isn't just, oh, enemies to lovers, the girl is like, she doesn't like the guy, but the guy let, makes her fall for him. No, that's gross. Ugh. When it's used in LGBTQ plus fiction, though, and it's like actually you can see the chemistry building, amazing. Or the whole thing with the. If it's not just like this person is so incredibly hot and like I'm so upset because I can't like be with them. When it's done well and they're like slowly realizing that maybe this person isn't so different after all. Mm -hmm. Or if it's not like super toxic still. Yes. Like, if they're still on both two different so. sides and they're, like, literally beating each other up or, mm-hmm. like, manipulating each other for, I was like, reading no. some, like, writing advice. And one of the things when, you, when you're writing romance, if you have to make two characters kiss for them to, for your audience to know that they're in love, then they aren't in love. Because you really realize point. it. When, when... When you're reading about, or if, okay, when you're in a relationship, you often will find that it's the little things that really make you attracted to somebody, right? Like, it's the little ways that they do something, or that they do this, or they do that, right? It's not the actual intimacy, 
that like the actual like sure that I mean thing that's a that's part of it. But yeah, if you have to make two characters kiss for the audience to know they're in love, you're doing something wrong. And enemies to lovers, that, I feel like, often the kiss is used as a, oh, they're in love now. Yeah. Um, Back yeah. to tropes I hate, just a real quick interjection. <laughs> the character's randomly breaking out into song when it's not necessary. Yes! That's one of the reasons I don't like these songs. So... When it's done badly, I hate it, but when it's done well, it can be really good, and it can be really emotional, because music is inherently a form of expression, because it's art, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it can be used to, like, really convey emotions in ways that just, like, just words without music can't. Yeah. Um. Alright. Yeah. Oh, do you have a couple of tropes that you wanted, tropes that you wanted to touch on? Oh, yeah. So... I am a sucker for, like, the found family in, like, emotional ways oh. and also in crackhead mm -hmm. ways. Like, if there's a bunch of friends who are telling wildly different backstories or if they're all, like, criminals are being interrogated and they're all telling wildly different stories the whole time. Mm. Stupid and I'm with stupid. Everyone shares one brain cell and the only person that has it 90% of the time is the villain. Um, also, kind of with that, I love, in books at least, where it's, like... And so I set this on fire, you know, as one does. Yes. And oh, like, also, like, um, um, when you're, like, when you're explaining an event and you're, like, yeah, so, I mean, I went to the dentist's office and obviously, I, I mean, I didn't have any cavities or whatever. Oh, yeah, and also, this really just completely unrelated but really, really big and important event happened. And it's just, like, the side note and you're, like, wait, what? <laughs> What happened? Mm -hmm. Or like the one where the person has to remove all their weapons and it takes them half an hour and they're pulling like tiny knives yes. from like everywhere. Um, everywhere. And then also um, when, okay, so I know I'm using an office example to like illustrate <laughs> this point, but that's because I this is like the only thing that my mind can think of. It's when like that one part was like, corporate needs you to find the difference between this picture and this oh. picture. And it's still the same picture, is like, and like the interview or whatever. I like that type of thing where it's like this this really stupid thing that gets presented, and then it's like, no, <laughs> like, and just like I don't know, some like witty little thing. I like that. Mm -hmm. Or like characters that are just so completely not, especially if they work in retail, because like that's kind of really accurate. They like, for example, they walk into a room and they see something like absolute chaos going on. They're just like, no, and they turn and walk back out. I did that once in a bathroom. There were things going on in the bathroom. Oh no! H uh, was that school? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's HSC. Um, HSC culture. Things going on in bathrooms that you don't want to talk about. So our next topic is going to be documentaries, and I have a lot to say about this one because most of the things I watched on TV growing up were documentaries outside of like really bad TV shows, like on Nick Jr. Let's see. Uh, I guess I'll first just, like, go on a rant about how nice documentaries are, because it's so great. Just sit there, get something comfortable, get, like, something small to eat, I don't know, like a glass of water, like tea or something, right? Get and something nice to eat. A glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> glass goes the cup. And...
and it's so nice to just sit there and like take in all of this information really slowly with really pretty visuals and like some funny British guy over the top like narrating and it's so good and a lot of nature documentaries are so good um like especially ones about the ocean because one it's very pretty and two like there's just so much we don't know about the ocean and so many possibilities right um and it's really cool to like just to look at right i won't go too uh too far into detail because i'm sure nicole and harley have other things to say about it video essays on youtube like some guy talking about like a video game or a movie i've never heard of for like three hours i'm watching it like already right now <laughs> like i'm there it's so interesting just to see someone talk about something that they're so interested in because you just get that like second-hand excitement because you could tell that they love talking about it and then my last thing is also youtube there's a person on youtube and they make really good documentaries and they also make great music i think it's melody sheep no no spaces and it's so good because they make really great space documentaries and they get uh like they write the script and they write the music and they like fry their graphics card making um like CGI animations for it that are really pretty. The older ones aren't that good. Um, no, like the actual documentaries are incredible. But like the CGI itself, you can tell that it's CGI. But the newer ones are so pretty and they're so like realistic. And it genuinely looks like some fella just like walked out into space with like a 4K camera and just took a bunch of images. And Damn, it's that's great. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's so interesting because they have like people come on and narrate the script for them and they're doing like a series right now and it's like just basically aliens essentially. The first one was um, kind of like the hints we have at now at life existing and it's so 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 interesting. Because they go into, like, the Viking, like, 7 and 8 landers on Mars, and they were biological Ooh. experiments. And they, oh, dang, that's cool. We've never, like, confirmed the results of those tests, because they were indecisive. There were some things that pointed towards, oh, hey, we inject this nutrient into the, like, into the ground, some stuff comes out. And it's more complicated than that, but I'm oversimplifying, right? And they yeah. did a bunch of tests, and some said, oh, there's probably no life. And some said, oh, there might be life. But then the ones that say, oh, there might be life, can be explained away with, oh, maybe it's not, like, biological life. It might just be chemicals because X and X and X reasons. But then at the same time, the ones that say, oh, uh, we didn't find any life in the sample, can be explained by maybe there isn't any life or signs of life because of X and X and X. Yeah. So it's like completely indecisive and there needs to be a lot of further testing and there's still like active controversy going on around it. Um, my section here is actually going to be surprisingly short. Um, the Planet Earth documentaries, I like listening to those because that narrator has some sass. I've never been able to find it and I don't know what it's called, but there's this documentary somewhere that deals with the ocean in some way. 
and I've seen screenshots and my favorite is the one where the narrator is like jellyfish have no brain and like no heart just like some of my colleagues here are a ray of hope for some of my BBC colleagues I think that's what it is that's beautiful I've never been able to find it so I, I think it actually might be a planet Earth anyway I like it when the narrators have some sass. It, it makes the rest of the documentary really funny, especially if you're listening to it, like, at school. Because then you're like, hey, this isn't a complete waste of my time. There was one, I think it might have been Planet Earth, where the snake slept in and now he can't go make babies because Aww. he slept in too late. And I thought that was really funny because it was like, this, like, this snake slept in and now he has no chances at all of finding a mate. And it was like, <laughs> I mean, mood. But, <laughs> yeah, so narrators saying funny things, animals doing funny things. When I'm sick, I literally like wrap myself in blankets and drink orange juice without pulp because pulp is disgusting, but we'll get into that later. Um, and like, I'll just drink my orange juice and wrap myself in blankets and sit on the couch and watch documentaries for hours. It is the best thing it's, ever. It's really relaxing. Okay, so they're kind of documentaries, but also not. You brought up humor in documentaries. And for that, I have to say, like, Zafrank on YouTube. He's, like, one of the original big YouTubers, like, when YouTube was really young. And he's, like, been making, like, really funny documentaries uh, ever since. And I don't want to go on another tangent, so I'll just leave it there. All right. And is that anything, is anything else for uh, documentaries? I don't think so. I love oh, them. Alrighty, cool. Now that we're on the topic of film stuff in general, like I'd like to bring up some cinematography stuff. I know that a huge portion of what makes various TV and movie moments special is the cinematography. So yeah, I just wanted to bring up some uh, some favorite like cinematography styles that I really like. Um, I don't know. I really like when. I don't know, like, at the beginning of episodes, like, it's just kind of like... Alright, so in Lucifer, <laughs> I know I'm kind of going, like, a million places with this, but, like, it, there's usually some sort of, like, pan over L.A. where, like, kind of an 80s, 90s, 2000s type of, like, almost, like, kind of rockish song is playing, and it kind of, like, gets you into, like, the whole, like, kind of, like, spicy vibe of the show, and then you're kind of, like, really excited to, like, see the rest of the episode, because it kind of relates to the tone of the beginning, and yeah... I really like it when that type of thing happens. Uh, I'm a big fan of just, like, interesting cinematography work. Like, you can be so creative because there's so many opportunities for, like, camera machinery, I think. Mm -hmm. I especially like cinematography, like, through streams of water or glass. Oh, yeah. And then, like, pretty. there's so many cool things you can do. Um... If you have, like, a really talented director or cinematographer or whoever does things, I don't know. I'm not, like, smart at all about this. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know, hey, that's a really cool shot that I mm -hmm. just saw. Oh, that rings up. So Citizen Kane is a really old movie, but mm -hmm. last year my uh, history teacher just was, like, a film kind of buff. And so we did a little, we, did, we talked about uh, Citizen Kane a little bit. And the cinematography was so revolutionary for that day and age. They did this, like, zoom, th like, where they backed up through a window. And they did that by, they had their set. And as the camera was, like, 
moving backwards, they pushed it to like put they pushed like the two sections of the wall together so that it appeared like the camera was moving through a wall. Mm-hmm. But it I mean, it it was, but it also wasn't. And like just that kind of thing is really cool to like kind of learn behind the scenes. Um, really fast, I would like to say it is really cool how we've spent an entire episode talking about movies and we haven't even like touched on Marvel or any sort of superhero movie that relies a lot on CGI for like the special effects. So yeah, I'm gonna say that and I'm gonna go kind of a related but unrelated note of saying, um, I know that the Harry Potter movies tried to stay away from CGI as much as possible. Um, which obviously it's a fantasy series you're going to be relying on CGI to get some of those special effects that you can't achieve practically. Like, practically? Practic- You know what I mean. But, like, they did as much as they could with, like, prosthetics and special effects makeup. And the candles in the Great Hall, they they originally tried to get, like, on some sort of, like, wire, but they ended up having to CGI them in just from, like, a safety standpoint. Um... And, like, I don't know, I like, but, like, the Basilisk and Fox the Phoenix are, like, genuine, like, models. Like, they're, they're, like, life-size models they had to, like, create. General Harley, any, any sense, any sort of effects that you'd like to enter into this section? Just, like, with CGI, the whole, what's it called, Uncanny Valley thing? But we touched on that. Yeah, we did. All right. We're going to enter our last section of this podcast episode. Touching on things. So nostalgia. Like movies and TV shows and documentaries that we like when we were younger. And we just kind of continue to like because they're familiar. And then also feel good movies and TV shows. I don't want to go first. Somebody else go first. (laughs) So I think my feel good movie is ironically a Marvel movie. (laughs) Um, I really like watching the Guardians of the Galaxy and then Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man, when I'm just kind of in the mood for like a pick-me-up because I love the soundtrack to the Guardians movies and I really like the plot and yeah. My comfort movie is Aristocats or just really, no, just Aristocats actually. Marvel um, movies, yes. I watched, like, the first few Avengers movies quite a lot. Actually, yeah. this is kind of off the topic, but I have seen the original Avengers movie probably around three or four times, and I recall very little of the plot because I only watch it when I'm animating. And <laughs> because I'm animating, I'm not really paying attention to the movie, but I have to, like, have something going on so I don't, like, fall asleep in the middle of animating, like, a hun- like, hundred million frames. So, I've watched it so many times, and I cannot tell you some of the details. Yeah. Um... I mean, just as far as feel-good movies go, um... Mine is pretty much the same as everybody else's. Uh, I'll watch just movies that I like. Movies that I think are really pretty or something. Like, again, Into the Spider-Verse. I will watch that. Um... I'll just, like, watch just movies I happen to have, um, like, laying around. A lot of old Disney movies, I'll just, like, watch those and relax, and that helps. 
Um, so when I was a kid, my favorite movie of all time was Swiss Family Robinson. Like I'd watch it on repeat for days. Like I, it's just, it's not my favorite now, but when I was a kid, I was obsessed with it. And I cannot tell you why, but like my parents would be like, we're tight, we're going somewhere, turn on a movie. And I would just be like, Swiss Family Robinson. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be and just like incoherent screaming because I loved it. It was, I don't know, I can't explain it. It was just, I don't know. But. Yeah, I get that. There's, okay, so fun fact. <laughs> when I was moving here to the city I currently live in, um, look at me with my <laughs> safety, <laughs> privacy. Um, we, it, it was about a little less than two hours. So we would, me and my sister, we would have like some, a movie playing in the car while we were like doing the drives up and down from the old house to the new house. Oh. And the first movie that we had in was The Incredibles. And so we watched The Incredibles to our new house and we forgot to put in a movie because we weren't like leaving the next day. Like it wasn't, we weren't doing two drives in the same day. So we drove down to the new house with The Incredibles. And then we forgot to, we took the movies out of the car we forgot to change the movie so guess what we were watching on the way back up the Incredibles and then we forgot to change the movie again so <sighs> what, what did we watch on the way back down the Incredibles <laughs> and we watched it on the way back up and the way back down and the way oh back up and at the end me and my sister could quote the entire movie from start to finish I've lost most of that now because of just how little I watched it afterwards because my sister and I were so done with that movie. <laughs> like, we still like it. I still like The Incredibles a lot. There's a lot of things that I could say about it. But we, we didn't... We probably watched that movie... We did, probably didn't touch that movie for a couple of years because of how much we watched it in the span of probably around two weeks. You can start talking. Star Wars, not the newest ones. I know we, like, touched on this. Not the newest ones... But, like, the original three, and then I, I have not... I've seen episodes two and three. I have not seen the first one. The first one isn't that good. You're okay. not missing it. <laughs> just, the like, Star Wars. Are just generally, eh. Yeah. You're Star missing Wars Jar Jar, and Jar Jar sucks. Is, yeah, I know Jar Jar sucks. Just, like, in general. Um, hot take. Star Wars is better than Star Trek. Uh, I've never seen Star mm -hmm. Trek, but I think I would agree with you. I've only ever seen Star Trek Beyond. You haven't seen Star Wars? No, that's not oh, what you said. Oh, I thought you, you meant... I've only seen the most Star recent Trek Star Trek movie, but I still oh. disagree. And I've watched all of the Star Wars movies. Star Wars. I don't know. I like Star Wars, but speaking from my, uh, my, my film buff history teacher, I think that it did change movies from a actual good plot cinematography type of thing mm -hmm. to a... Pew pew action adventure family comedy type thing. Yes, but also I'd just like to say that the John Mulaney skit about Back to the Future is really funny. Highly recommend watching it. So the effects in Jurassic Park, can we talk about those? <laughs> Centuries ahead of their time. Beautiful, stunning, realistic. I thought those were real dinosaurs the first time I saw it, because it was really late at night, in my defense. And they were, they're pretty realistic. 
And so, is yeah. And I read a story about how the T-Rex, that wasn't like CGI, that was robot T-Rex covered in fake T-Rex skin. And, like, apparently it malfunctioned sometimes, and people oh, had to crawl the, inside. Uh, the the shark in Jaws was also a model, like a um, robot thing. And so I went, like, on that Universal, like, back studio tour or whatever. I actually got to see the set of The Good Place, which was so fun because I had seen it and loved the show at that point. Um, but one of the sections that we went through was Jaws. And apparently the Jaws shark was more problematic than actual, like, functioning. Oh so it would, like, not work most of the time. And so they would be getting ready to film. And it was like, y'all, the shark isn't working again. <laughs> and then just be like, ugh. And they'd have to, like, go fix the shark. Fishy fish broken. <laughs> yeah. The, the fishy fishy fish. Jurassic Park. Stinky. I'm pretty sure that they actually, like, hired paleontologists. Or, like, people who study this. To, like, come. Like, pay, like they pay them a lot of money to go do this thing like to sculpt and create these dinosaurs to be as realistic as possible that's true <laughs> and th it was because of that because someone brought they were watching the animation of how certain dinosaurs walk and they thought hey this looks familiar and the guy puts up a video of a chicken walking and that's how people realize that like hey, we knew that, like, birds and dinosaurs were similar, but, like... Yeah, that's actually mm. really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, anybody else? Any facts that they'd like to add to this list? Just the animation in the movie Goat Story. <laughs> what? I will send you a link. <laughs> Can we talk about, what's it called? Um, what was that really bad anime movie, Joshua and the... It's like, uh, with the really bad animated lions. Um, the Technicolor, or, um, 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 um. Joshua in the Promised Land. <gasps> I watched that entire thing once. Oh my god. <laughs> we, you have to include this in the collage. You have to. <laughs> Send it to me and I win. <laughs> <laughs> you have to beautiful. keep this part I love it so much. Alrighty. Is that a... <laughs> I just googled and I'm showing you pictures. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright. And on that note, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Somewhere Over the Trash Can. I think this is this is the most fun we've ever had while recording. <laughs> um the reason that I'm currently dying while I say this is because Harley has pulled up pictures of animals from this movie and I cannot with them. I can't. Um, anyway, uh, as usual, our email is somewhereoverthetrashcan at gmail.com. Please send us emails. Please do. We're lonely. Um, please also check out our Instagram, which is at somewhereoverthetrashcan. Um, we do fun polls on there. And sometimes I post the collages on time. The mood. And also generally it's pretty it's pretty cool so uh yeah you should um go check that out hey if episodes are ever like delayed releasing it's because daniel was like at some point stressed and or overworked that week and we love and appreciate him so yes. we love you dearly but you can deal yes because his mental mm -hmm. health and happiness is more important than releasing on time right daniel
Eh. Daniel. <laughs> Alright, well, anyway. Yes. Fine. Yes. Alrighty. Thank you. Uh, I know I already finished the outro, but... Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> Good night. Bye, everybody. Oh, no, it's Joshua. No!